Hi, I'm Avery. I'm and Hazel is tired. It is nap time. <laughs> Today we are going to um, cover the descent of right hand guy to the value of pi. We're, we're doing Infinity Train Season 3. Honestly, um, I just, that was one of my favorite quotes from one of the videos that I watched on explaining Season 3. I watched a lot of those. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> this might... Okay, this is the first podcast episode we're recording where Lily and I are going to be completely disagreeing on uh, whether or not this, the thing we're covering, is good. Avery's a big poopy fan. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, it might not be the first one we publish, though, because this one's probably not coming out until September. Math. Yes, math. Um, God, I but anyway, about how long? I I wonder what we're doing after uh, camp camp. That should be interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting, uh, especially since everybody at everybody listening to this will already know. Who knows? The people listening um, <laughs> are probably like screaming through their monitors, like, "Come on, you dumbasses!" <laughs> Everyone knows by now. <laughs> yeah, but we don't because we're recording this in March and we haven't even selected the next TV show yet. Yeah. Uh, you say, like, we have a choice on selection. We take that to the hands of we fate. We don't. Yeah, we just throw a wheel, and that's it. Wait, we throw a wheel? Yeah, we throw oh, it. Um, you could say we wheel it. Oh, n no, no, too soon, too soon. <laughs> uh, so... I didn't like this season very much. Uh, um, this is my favorite season. So far, season two is my favorite season. Um, I think it'll stay that way, judging on how mellow season four is. Because season five was supposed to ramp it up. Didn't happen. See, like, I'll... <laughs> I'll talk about my issues with it. Um... So, for starters, um, I feel like the character of Hazel could have just been, like, a lot better. Hmm. I don't really feel like she has any kind of meaningful character arc. Oh, it's oh, more like that, that's the best part. She was supposed to, I believe she was supposed to be in season five. Oh, yeah, great. That's why... Well, yeah, that, that's, that's not... Why, um, that's not that surprising, um... That's not su that surprising, considering she uh, ends up going with yeah, Amelia. Yeah, Amelia and um, Hazel left to set up whatever book five was supposed to be. Yeah, even though, you know, obviously now it's not going to happen. Yeah, and um, now I understand that, because obviously I still have hope on season five, even if that hope is going fastly decaying. Though it's actually, I was finding it funny. Literally, a, a lot of videos on season three talk about season four. Like, uh, God, this is. I don't know if this is coming. 
and had to like edit the video is like so um season four is coming oh and my one yeah my favorite cause um season four well uh christ on is sick i guess there is a god But, um, okay, so that, that was the first mm-hmm. one. Um, next, I'll talk about Grace. I did not find Grace to be that compelling of a protagonist. Her entire story arc is focusing around how, um, like, she has to basically overcome her racism, and I don't really feel like there was enough time in order to show it effectively, um... I feel like it could have been done a lot better. And there's some very, like, overtly, um... How do I phrase this? She says some things that racists have been known to say a lot. Um, Or cult. Yeah, and it's like... There's not really any consequence on her end... For the things she's done, it's more like everybody else pays for it, and she kind of just gets off scot-free. I want to say scot-free. Jesus, that <laughs> looked horrifying. Okay, what Robbie did to her doesn't Simon. really count, because that wasn't Simon, whatever. I said Robbie because I keep thinking that he's like Robbie from Gravity Falls, just made 30 times more infuriating. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the same voice actor? Maybe, I don't know. Because now that you bring that up, I was like, wait, that... Holy shit, that actually kind of makes sense. But I'll, make, I'll look at it later. Yeah, like... Um, but anyway, like, the other thing, too, is, like, you know, season one, we had Tulip as the protagonist, Mm -hmm. and she was dealing with being a young girl, um, who, like, has divorced parents who don't really know how to deal with that yet, and, like, struggling with the loneliness, and... So, season one morals was about change, season two is about finding oneself. Yeah, and, like, with season two, we had... I'm gonna talk about both Jesse and Lake, because Jesse had some depth to him Mm -hmm. as well, where he was, like, um... You know, he had wrongs that he needed to amend. He had to learn how to kind of stand up for himself and say no. Um, and also just, like, stand up for other people as well. Um, because, like, there was that whole story about how he hurt his brother by not being able to say no to his friends. Um, runs in um, quotation marks and then we have uh, Lake or Mirror Tulip or MT whatever you want to call her and like she had the whole like she had the whole thing of like you know just wanting to be (laughs) herself and live her life despite the world not wanting her to which is a you know which is a story that I very much relate with because I mean, as an LGBT person, I live it every single day. Um, and then we get to season three, the cult of yeah, the conductor. Yeah, and then we get to season. We get to season three, and our protagonist is Grace, 
And Grace, what's her story? She was, uh, she didn't get a lot of attention as a child, and so she started stealing to seek attention, and then she gets kidnapped by the train and accidentally starts a racist cult. I would say, and the big thing about season three, when forgiveness goes too far. Let me explain. Um, so, tell me, what happens if you do something bad on the train? You just get, you know, your number, um, you know, just rises a second chance. The train knows nothing more than second chances. And season three explores how second chances not only can hurt the person giving the second chance and the person receiving it. Eh, I mean, that's one way to look at it, I guess. Well, you really see it in the final episode with, um... Well, Simon has... His entire body is demonstrated how many second chances he's gone. I mean, I don't know if I would call it, like, second chances. It's more of just, like, a total of, like... I don't know, the bad thoughts he has or the emotional problems or whatever. Problems that need to be solved. Well, it doesn't really necessarily mean that he's getting a, a second chance. And obviously he doesn't. Um, he ends up dying at the end of the season, which just... Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Um, that Because he never needed to learn. Every time he did a bad thing... He, his number just grown, and I guess I should, because you have this thought where the number represents whatever is in the mind, but it's more of the number is based on the actions you do. Obviously, you break a clock, more points to you. Or whatever. But that doesn't but, really make sense, because, like, Tulip... It, what had Tulip done that was bad? She had a number. What What had... Um, okay, well, Jesse had done some bad things, but... Um, well, Tulip didn't exactly do much to stray from her rehabilitation goal. And you actually can see... When Tulip was just going to be walking back on, I think after Atticus was um, turned into a monster and she was just walking back, going to not do anything and probably cry on her own. Um, you can see her number was sky, like skyrocketing. Because the more bad stuff you do... I guess correlates to how how big the number is. I don't feel like it's that simple cuz like it seems to me like, you know, it also has um like problems mm -hmm. that you know you have that you need to be solved 
also like takes a uh like also is an element in that. Oh yeah, and I um, completely forgot. You actually like I don't feel like the I don't feel like the number is just one thing. That's true. That's... Yeah. Um, well, actually the number is confusing as fuck. Not yeah. just how you know how you know you gain more numbers or decrease. Where the frit like so hypothetically, if this was ground in any realistic standard, the number Simon should have was just all nines. Why is it just a bunch of random numbers on his why is all of this just random numbers when you get, you know, to the numbers wrapping around your body? That's yeah, the like, one and for that matter, big thing I have, and obviously it was shown in season one, so you can't fault yeah, season like, three for um, following the groundwork. I mean, it, it, it. I think it's intentional that the numbers are so vague. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I definitely don't feel like it's just like the number of second chances that a person has gotten, well, I mean, or even that, the number of problems that they have to fix. Well, that's a hyperbore, not like I'm relating it to. Basically, you know, you do something bad, like the train never punishes you. There's no um, jail car. We have to go say about your problems because you destroyed a clock. There's none of that. You just get a higher number and you just get along with your day. There's no punishment and the train doesn't kick you out. Yeah, but then you have the weird case of Amelia. He hijacked a train. Yeah, she hijacked the entire train. But interestingly, she's being made to essentially clean up her mess. Well, she did say that she herself was just trying to make amends, and that little peanut wasn't actually making her do anything. But anyway, then let's talk about um, Simon. And here's what I was going to talk more into this. He you know vague things. Um, I know this because I think someone was asking the creator, you don't know why Simon was able to uh, go on the train in the first place. Yeah, that that's a big problem, um, I feel. Because, like, if we did know why he got on the train, it would feel like... No, it like, wouldn't. He, he would feel more human. Um, it would feel like there was more emotional depth. What, what don't do you even say, think? No, it what wouldn't. do you think um, happened? How am I supposed to predict he lost what would have happened? Bee. That was the um, creator's response. He lost the spelling bee. I'm going to put this out here right now. Nothing said in interviews matters if it's not shown in the content. You can't count it. If it's not shown, it doesn't matter. It's still lore. Hell, I've... Hell, you know what else is hmm. lore? Alright, I've seen creators 
and writers and everything disagree on established canon in a show. And it, like, it was just so, like, it, it's often so bad when you just try to go off of lore that's coming from interviews and whatnot, um, or blog posts or whatever. Like, if it's not shown in the show, it doesn't matter. Well, not like uh, he can show her in the show anymore. No show. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if that's the case, that, like, you know, he lost a spelling bee, that just makes him even worse of a character. Yes, the thing, like, the problems that they had, it wasn't be why they were on the train. That's not their problems anymore. They got new problems while being on the train. Yeah, and the new problem that Robbie got, I mean, Rob, fuck, Simon, the new problem that Simon got um, was that he and the cat, who we've now learned Samantha. is named Samantha, just kind of random, but okay. <laughs> um, Honestly, like, the past two episodes, uh, I was trying, like, I was thinking that every time I was saying the cat, was like, real name Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, ugh, okay. So, Rob, uh, uh, Simon's new problem is that when he was very young, he and Samantha were running away from this weird bug creature, and he got left behind, and he had to be saved by Grace, and that's when he got roped into this, like, accidentally racist cult. Um, and obviously, like, you know, the whole situation with Samantha left him with trust issues, and obviously... You know, his part of him being on the train, if we are to believe this interview, is like him losing a spelling bee and I assume like just being mad about it. Um, you know, obviously thinking he was always right is also a symptom of trust, trust issues as well. Um, because mm -hmm. like people who have trust issues tend to try to be sure of everything that they believe. But, um, the because they can't trust of, it. Because they can't trust yeah, anyone but themselves. The feeling of that they are always right goes into the second hand of him being irredeemable. Well, see, him being unredeemable was just a natural like evolution. He he got worse and worse mm -hmm. over time, especially after he found out that Grace was hiding um, Hazel's transformations from him um oh God, and also that the was, fact that she that was i don't know how i feel about that just the repeating you won't tell simon okay we won't tell simon okay yeah and then like also um you know the fact that she wouldn't show him how low her number was getting um is they uh seen that, it as power and grace felt well, weak. In the literal yeah, sense, just you just felt weak. 
So yeah, like naturally these are making Simon's trust issues worse and worse. So obviously he would spiral even further. And because of that, once you, once a person no longer can accept other views and will push their, oh my God, Grace actually said something really well. My memories are right until you disagree with them. Simon was so deep that he was disagreeing with Grace's own memory. Yeah, like that's how far these people, like, that's how far people who think they're always right just go. People who Um, are always right cannot be redeemed because no matter how much you tell them they're wrong, they will create justifications to say that they're right. And that's why I love this season. It, it's, and the, th- the thing is, though, that, like, that's not always a guarantee. Sometimes people, like, it, it, okay, so it's a thing called confirmation bias. Hmm. Um, and in people who, quote unquote, think they're always right, the confirmation bias is stronger than it is when with most other people. Um, but you can, like, a person can break free of it. Um, obviously, at the point that we're at with, in, with Simon and Infinity Train, it's just not going to happen. And most of the mm-hmm. time, it's... it, And most of the time, it's not going to be up to you to try to change someone's mind who is set um, like that. It's literally going to be entirely up to them. And... Um, I know that's how it was for me, because... Some... I mean... Sorry, I'll let you finish that. Yeah, like, I used to be a much different person before the pandemic hit, and I was stuck inside all the time, and I had nothing but time to learn about all the things that I thought I knew everything about. Oh my, I can't remember, I forgot whose theory it was, but how, like, when you know a little bit about something, you think you know a lot until... I mean, you go more realization, yeah, it comes more of a curve down and then curve a little bit up. Yeah, it's called the Dunning-Kruger uh, thank effect. You. And that spike right the, right at the very top where um, <laughs> you think you know every, like, you, you're super confident even though you know very little, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> is literally called Mount Stupid. I love it, though. <laughs> Mount Stupid. <laughs> Yeah, um, and, like, obviously I've gotten better Mm -hmm. at, you know, recognizing when I don't know as much as, like, I think I do about a certain topic, um, and the thing with, uh, Simon, I keep wanting to call him Robbie because the characters are just incredibly similar. They both have nice guys, nice guy syndrome, too, so that doesn't help. Even even though Robbie's got the nice guy syndrome worse oh, than yeah. uh, Simon, I don't Simon. know who got the nice guy syndrome worse than um, Robbie. <laughs> it also hurts that we literally just finished covering that. Yeah, we literally just finished Gravity Falls not too long ago. 
Um, and matter of fact, I think at the time we're recording this, this next episode, our last episode, yeah, the- <laughs> yeah, like it's our next episode that we're releasing. Yeah, I think season. Uh, <laughs> let me look at the calendar. Yeah, season, season two. two, March twenty eighth. But yeah, um, I think in general that's like, um, and then the other thing too that makes Simon even like that makes Simon's situation even worse. The per- the character that he goes to for advice is a character that we already know isn't someone you should be trusting. Samantha. And one of my favorite uh, lines from the cat. Well, I never lie when I tell the truth. Ah, uh, yes. I was actually considering saying that as the <laughs> opener for... <laughs> um, in, oh, yeah. So... I was spoiling a little bit of season three in our last podcast. And as a quote from me, you can't, it's not a spoiler if you just lie. Because um, (laughs) when I was rewatching, I was like, oh shit. First of all, episode seven was not the episode they left. That was episode eight. Episode eight wasn't actually that impactful at all. And then, like, another thing, too, that I feel like I didn't like about this season. Like, I think it's, like, totally fine if there was, like, you know, no one to escape the train in mm-hmm. the season. But, like, at the end of episode 10, I literally said out loud, that's it? Yeah, that, oh, God, I definitely do feel that. But, honestly, the more and more I go back to it, I just feel like it's a... Fitting and because it doesn't well like um Infinity Train season one, though that was like episode eight, it doesn't try to force a happy ending. That's the ending that yeah. just naturally happened and well, they are all improving together and the apex is probably gonna change into a group helping people you know, get off the train, even, you know, learning what their problems are. Yeah. If, like, you know, the apex even stays together for more than five minutes. <laughs> and I, now I'm going to throw out a spoiler for season four. Samantha dies. Not a, oh God, that actually <laughs> cannot actually be. Why am I saying actually so much? <laughs> actually, I don't know why you're actually saying actually so much. Damn, you don't know either? <laughs> actually, no. Okay, so I don't... I don't actually think it was especially stated in this season. Yeah, no, it was only implied. Because if you look how everyone dressed and, you know, the ages of all the characters that you did know... Season four took place in the past. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but that's also a spoiler. Thanks for that. I mean, the thing that I said was a spoiler was literally just me spitballing. <laughs> <laughs> but like just hearing that, I was just like, that just make an immediate paradox. I mean, you see it in the Um, first episode, and it is never explained why. It just is. 
In fact, it never um, actually explains. Oh, by the way, this is taking in the past. It just expects you to know. Also, um, okay, so I, I think I will dish out something. Like, I, I will talk about some things that I did like about this season. Uh, because there were a few things. Um, uh, number one, I loved Tuba. He was, she was great. Um, number one, one. <laughs> uh, two, I, um, really loved Amelia's reaction when she found out, like, that, you know, there was basically this cult of passengers worshipping her. Oh, yeah, that was... No, and there's something I want... I kept quiet in season one on one that was about when we were talking about the um, turtles. You can actually see the entire reason why there was turtles. It was on that damn handkerchief. Hmm. And then, um, another thing I really liked, um, I really liked that Amelia was bad at cooking. <laughs> um, it's like random care, like random character traits like that, um, really help to like flesh out a character more and, uh, and allow people to relate to them. Oh yeah. And, and I also really liked, um, that, like, you know, um, Hazel and Amelia immediately have a bond because they've both lost someone that they care about. I don't think that's the reason. No, like, it very clearly, well, that, explicitly... Well, that too, but also because Hazel kind of was one of the failed Aldricks. Yeah, but, like, that was found out a little bit later. Well, even though it was found out, it can't actually, um, because it was literally said that, um, I hate to turn down a compliment 33 years, but I met you yesterday. You never had my pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, like, I, I really appreciate that little thing. And also, it, it probably isn't in your best interest to argue against something that I liked in this season. <laughs> no, um, I'm just saying how, um, but actually, okay, this is going to be a weird uh, sidetrack, but some, it's a concept that I, Learned it from freaking Sam and Max Freelance Police, the show. That was a show, by the way. But it explores a concept that I like to call um, tell, not show. And you can actually see this, and it sounds stupidly weird said out loud, but I need an example, and I have one. So you know how Grace and Simon are just randomly talking about things that, you know, already happened to them, but was never shown to us. That's what I would describe that as. Yeah, I actually don't like that. Um, like, tell, don't show is actually a mm -hmm. common 
criticism of things. Um, yeah, I think it's stupid. Because... It's not. Like, if... Okay. Tell, don't show often happens when, like, a movie will sit there and narrate to you about things and not actually show them to you. Well, in this... Like, sorry, in this um, instance, is more of... Um, tell, don't show... It's more of, like, just have natural conversations between characters, but not actually show what they're talking about, because that just makes sense. You're only um, viewing their lives in, like, a one-hour space or, like, multiple hours if if it's a TV show. You won't know okay, everything like, about in their lives, and it shouldn't be up to the characters to only speak about what, um, you know, what you already know. But that's not really Tell Don't Show. It's like a better name, and I just stole it from someone who was, who was talking about Sam and Max. Yeah. Like, Tell Don't Show mm-hmm. is a actually a common problem. The last Airbender oh, movie God, suffers yeah, from this. because All of Shyamalan's yeah. movies suffer from that. I don't know. He's had some really good movies from what I've heard. I remember... And I think I might have seen a couple. Well, I just remember um, he but I don't know. just loved exposition. Yeah, and it's like, you know, when you sit there and you talk about something rather than showing it to us, it just... Mm-hmm. Kind of drags on and makes people bored. Again, um, what I've, it's lack of better words, and I don't actually have, um, I don't know, maybe uh, tomorrow I'm just going to think about, now that's what I should be doing before the next podcast, just try and find out a bigger name for the concept I just described. <laughs> In two months, you might uh, actually um, get my new name for it. <laughs> Yeah, um, I would say it's just like, you know, providing a little bit of extra backstory to the characters, but I want to emphasize the little bit because they really don't do that much of it. Oh yeah, they don't. I I mean, I would have loved it a whole lot more. Like, Like, give me more. I'm going to compare it to Avatar again. I'm going to compare it to Avatar again because like... Um, there are conversations in Avatar that are the embodiment of what you're describing. Like, I'm thinking specifically about, um, after Katara first learns that she has the ability to Mm -hmm. heal, um, and Sokka's like, oh, thanks for all the, the healing over the years, and he lists off several things, and then he's like, or the time I got two fish hooks stuck in my thumb, and Aang was like, two? And Katara's like, he tried to get the first fish hook out with another fish hook. (laughs) (laughs) Like, see, that is a perfect example of fleshing out characters with, like, backstory dialogue that you don't really need to show us. Um, And they do that a lot in Avatar. That was just one example. A lot of it in Sam and Max, for as weird of a show as it was, there's a lot of Actually, the first episode has um, last time on, and they never do it again. It was just one gag. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
That's that's why I love that show, though I don't think we're able to cover it because of the nature of it's not a story driven show, so there's not much we can cover about it. Yeah, Camp Camp is already hard enough for us oh, to God, cover. Yeah. Though then again, we've <laughs> already finished it. No. By the time you're watching. <laughs> Yeah, by the time you guys are listening to this, we've finished it. We have to do season but four. But for us, yeah, we still haven't recorded season four yet. But that'll come out first. Yeah. In fact, we're recording this so far in the future, I can't do math to that. I don't know. Actually. <laughs> I, I I think this episode comes out oh in God, September. Oh, God, I'd be graduated by then. <laughs> oh god, that's a scary thought to think about. I'm gonna stop thinking about that now. Start thinking about it more. You literally graduate in two months. Anyway, <laughs> let's <laughs> Um <laughs> But yeah, like, um I don't know. I just feel like um previous mm-hmm. seasons, like there I felt more attached to the characters. Um even Tulip, who I feel like, you know, who I commented on saying, like, I should have felt more attached to her. I still felt more attached to her than I did to any of the characters in this season. Honest. I don't know. Um, who was it? Who was it? It was, um, oh, my God, the, um, the older woman, the old conductor. Amelia? Yeah, sorry, I randomly forget people's names. Anyway, Amelia was a mood. Yeah, like, Amelia, and it's kind of unfortunate that we don't get our book five, because I think that one would probably that be would, the best one. That one, one. would have <laughs> slapped hard. Actually, hopefully, I mean, if they did it actually right. Actually, we know it was going to be book five, and do you know why... And actually, yeah, it was the entire reason why Infinity Train was canceled. There was no child entry point. That was the that's the um, exact talk for it. Mm. Yeah. So basically, they kind of canceled it for a similar reason as they as as to why they canceled Teen Titans. Although Teen Titans, there was a child entry point. They just couldn't sell toys because. It was getting too popular <laughs> with everyone, and <laughs> uh, what was the Infinity? Oh God, that was a lifelike model of Infinity Train coming of the actual oh, train. Please no. <laughs> Just give me a tulip figure. God, no, I would. No, I want the cat figure, and Avery. Can I do the little blurt at the beginning of the episode uh, for next episode of Infinity Train? Sure, but you have to start it with, hi, I'm Lily. I, I can do that. <laughs> so you still have to give me the three, two, one, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's just a, there's just, every time I say the cat, there's just a line I am itching to say in season four. But you'll yeah, know. You'll um, know what when you when you see it. 
generally, I just didn't really like this one very much. But, like, I want to hear some of the things that you really liked because I don't want it to be completely one-sided. And I want to, like, I want the audience to understand your writing when you eventually give it. Okay. There's just so much I love about this. But let's just start with Simon. I love... Well, first, I love how they tried to redeem him, failed, and then he died. Like, I don't know, I just don't, you don't usually see shows where, especially such a main protagonist, doesn't get redeemed. And, the assignment was just so far gone, like, there's just wood, sorry, could not get be redeemed, did not get redeemed, and felt like they didn't deserve to be redeemed. Honestly, I got that feeling with Grace, too, sometimes, where I didn't feel like Grace deserved redemption. Well, the thing about um, Grace a couple is of that times. she can, like, she accepted the fact that, um, um, what the person Amelia was saying to be true. She accepted the fact, you know, that her entire worldview was wrong. And uh, someone that I was watching executes this perfectly. What we decide is irredeemable most of the time it's in with our own context. You know, they burned down a village you know, they killed the innocents. But it's really the context of the story. And I guess in this story, what makes him irredeemable is because he refuses to be redeemed. And also the music. I say this way too much in our podcast, but I actually go back to the soundtrack of when Grace was stuck in her tape. And let's ricochet on that and say how much I love the visuals on being stuck in your own tape is. You I will say, um, before Sorry. you continue there, <laughs> in regard to the music, the only time so far for me watching Infinity Train where I was like, damn, this is some really good music was in the last few episodes of season two. Because um, they what really popped off hard. One with um, Escape to the Train. That. Uh, it, it was just kind of okay for me. Like, it fit the vibe and everything, but it was like, okay, uh, uh, yeah, this works. Remind this, me to... This works for um, what it is. Show you, like, I actually... I think I've seen, like, a really good remix of... Of that theme, and I want to show you. Not just not just the show is really good, but also you know I need to share the experience. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. later. But and they explored you know, being trapped in your own tape in um, season one, but I just feel like it was so much better done in season three, especially with all the visuals. As, you know, especially with um, Hazel uh, ridiculing um, 
grace on her worst mistakes. And I'm gonna I'm okay, I'm gonna have to disagree a little bit here. Um I, I do agree about the visuals, mm-hmm. but obviously the visuals were gonna be better because, you know, they had at least a year, well, not, probably two. Well, that's if, true, but also um, like I just feel like it was more exploring and it's more how should I say chaotic? Yeah, that that's the right really, word. It's just more chaotic. I think I really liked the way um like Tulip exploring her tape was like you know, I really liked that specific story mm-hmm. um a lot more than I liked this one. Um because, like, the whole thing with Tulip is, like, in order for her to escape, she had to remember the things as they actually happened, instead of how her emotions were clouding them. In this, it's And more I really liked that aspect. The... Of, yeah. I really liked that aspect of it, whereas with this, it feels like... Um, with, uh, Grace had to come with terms to her... Well, I guess her emotions, everything she was thinking was just a jumbled up mess at, until this point. Yeah, and pretty much. I love how it pulls no punches. And it was because, I mean, really think about it, yeah, Grace was trying to blame Simon for, um, you know, killing Tuba. And Hazel, in her brain, was having none of it. And probably one of the best lines, a coward leading cowards. I think that's a lot of what the Apex um, stands for. And honestly, what... um, It's also a lot of what... You, you know what? Never mind. I won't go there. <laughs> I feel like I actually know where you're going. <laughs> That's not. I'm not. We'll discuss this after the podcast. <laughs> but, and the <laughs> most disgusting thing. Oh, yeah. And right after this, we also have the most disgusting thing in the entire season. And, in fact, show. You remember that, don't you? Well, you're going to have to of be how, more specific. Um, Grace had to yank the tape from her own head. I mean, honestly, I've seen worse. In this show? <laughs> no, yeah. just like in general. Like, you can see worse, in, worse in general, but I'm saying in the show, definitely up there. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of disgusting. It doesn't make me... like Okay... You know those tubes that you sometimes have to have shoved up your nose? Oh, God, yeah, um, those, um, I would never want to be in that situation. Matter of fact, um, Iron, like, in Iron Man, Tony Stark pulls one of those, like, out of his nose. That is way more disgusting to me. I don't know, it's just the visuals and how much, um, ugh. And the liquid keep coming out of her brain, that is just too much. <laughs> Too much. I I think um, anything to do with eyes is going to gross me out a lot mm-hmm. more. Um, like, one thing I absolutely cannot handle, like, you know, mo- okay, 
So gory shit, I can typically, you know, stomach very well. But when you get to injuring the eye, especially piercing it in any way, that really, like, I can't deal with that. Oh, God, I remember in a game, someone, like, put their thumb right through someone's eye. That made me physically just, like, and this just made me like, oh, God, I do not want to see this. No, that made me physically disgusted. Yeah, like, I can't handle that type of stuff. Like, when it's... It, just specifically when it's the eyes. Uh, and Grace confronting Simon, that was also really good in my eyes. And the fact that Grace, no matter how much wronged Simon has done to her, Especially in the last five minutes. She refuses to let Simon die. And then he dies well, anyway. And then... And I see so many reactions that... Oh! Oh, he saved! Kick! Just... <laughs> I think I... And Avery, you know how little reactions I give... I think I audibly gasped, like, like I actually showed emotion when, when Simon <laughs> just cold clocked uh, Grace off the train. You want my honest opinion here? Yeah, sure. I fully expected him Honestly, to do it. Honestly, like going back on that, yeah. Like, cause like, again, that's another one of those things where like, I've seen it what before. What about the tuba? Uh, that, that's something. Cause I think I, not exact, no, I didn't expect that, but I definitely expected, um. I wasn't expecting him to just kill tuba outright like that, right then and mm-hmm. there. Um, but I was fully expecting him to try to kill Grace because, I've seen it so many times where um, character bad, good character save bad character's life, bad character immediately tries to kill good character. Yeah. Okay, wait, what about Hazel? It has happened so many... It's... Hazel, I'm not surprised that she left with... No, I'm talking um, about her being an... Amelia. uh, A denizen. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting, honestly. I was like, oh, okay, so she's got a gray number. Wonder what that's about. Hmm. Um, her being a denizen just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because uh, the number, like, the number wouldn't change, and it's just part of her design. Actually, there is something I did not pick up when I first um, watched this season. I did not know the number on... Hazel's hand was actually the number represented for um, Amelia. That was interesting. But yeah, um, anyway, continue on. Unless you don't really have anything more to say. No, I mean, Oh, 
the opening. How could I forget about the opening? Isn't it the exact same as it's been the last two seasons? No. Because it opens with the Apex preparing on their next mission, their next, um, their next raid. Oh, I thought you meant, like, the, uh, intro Oh, no, I'm talking about, um, yeah. like, the, how they begin the first episode. Yeah. Um, I can't believe I forgot about that, too, because, like, you know, the, the song that was playing was the song that Jesse kept trying to sing in the in the last season, but never really got a chance yeah, to. Yeah, and he actually, and the song was finished. Yay! And then they trashed the train. Which... <laughs> yeah, because it's what they do best. Which is just the contrast between, you know, the happy song versus, you know, the apex. Um, Grace, who's, you know, the one, the number one thing she's concerned with, it's not, you know, preparing for the raid, but what color knee pads she's going to be wearing. Simon, you know, so focused on nerds, nerdy shit. He's a nerd. <laughs> you play Plants vs. Zombies and Nino Kuni. Okay, only one of those that plays I'm a nerd, and it's the Nino Kuni. <laughs> <laughs> Lions vs. Zombies was a very popular game on the mobile app store, okay? <laughs> yeah, but then you continued to play the other releases that weren't on mobile. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Plants vs. Zombies was much better when it wasn't on mobile. Jesus, Plants vs. Zombies 2 sucked. Well, okay, it whatever the tier above sucked was, that it wasn't good. Like, it was okay. Yeah. So, um, with regards to ratings, I believe you gave Season 1 a 8.7, and I want to say you gave Season 2 a 9.0. Yes. And I, and I actually intended to give this season, like, way higher in the 9s, because, well... Okay, now I have this stupid song stuck in my head. The um, what song? When I when I look at you, oh, that. I see me. Got it. This is why this is why you don't have a music career. Hate this season. One out of ten. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> All because <laughs> of um, one song. Hate the season. <laughs> All the praise is worthless now. No. I don't know if you want to rate this season lower than the lightning thief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <laughs> oh, but I don't want to... Yeah, 9.4. Look, call me a sucker, right. but like, this season, especially on how I binge episodes, just blew me back when I first watched it. 5.5. Yes. Actually, damn, that's a bit higher than I expected. <laughs> then again, so what did we rate Planet Hulk? Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't say want any 
I want to say it was in the sixes range. <laughs> yeah, but didn't we like absolutely hate um, it because not because it was bad, because it was boring? No, I hated the romance thing. Oh, wait, you're thinking of the oh, Incredible right, Hulk. Plan oh, right. Did I say Planet Hulk? Yeah, you said Planet Hulk. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> actually thinking about Incredible Hulk. Okay. I want to say I rated that somewhere in the threes. Yeah, like... <laughs> but, again, that was quite a while back. Like, that was back in January when we recorded it. Jesus, um, I should rewatch that episode. I don't rewatch <laughs> any of the episodes, because, obviously, like, I was in that. No need to watch it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, we will be seeing you guys in two months for the final season. Um, and... In that episode, we will be spinning our wheel to determine what TV show we cover next. So yeah, I hope you guys are excited for that. And um, until then... When I look at you, I I've... see me. <laughs> oh my god. I've been Avery, and that's been Lily, and we'll be seeing you. Ying.